This is the Church Planting Podcast, brought to you by the Broadcast Network. Broadcast exists to support, train and encourage church planters. For more information about who we are or about the training that we offer, please visit our website at www.thebroadcastnetwork.org. Hello and welcome to episode 77 of the Broadcast Church Planting Podcast. We recently had the Building Big Training Day with Terry Virgo, who talks about a number of topics about building big churches and movements. In this episode of the podcast, we're bringing you an excerpt of what Terry was talking about on that day. And he's talking about the different capacity that leaders have for large churches and for small churches, and how to transition leaders once they've reached uh, the ceiling of their capacity. You can find the full notes on everything that Terry says at www.thebroadcastnetwork.org slash episode 77. So here is Terry Virgo. I think it's because it's complicated. uh, People change and their gifting can grow. So I remember when uh, uh, a guy called Don Smith had started a church in Hastings. He he went to Eastbourne and it began to grow and grow and grow. And he came to me when it was, uh, I don't know what the number was, but it was obviously going to become a large church. And he said to me, Terry, you need to get me out of here. Uh, You need to, and this was quite early on. He said, you need a proper leader, as though, as though he wasn't one. And, uh, uh, you know, so we were looking around, talking to people and so on. But to be honest, he, he himself grew and grew and grew and built a very large church, which he did subsequently hand over. But, uh, so again, you can, you can get it wrong. And then the other side, I think of someone like Toppy Colioso, who took over a church which had been planted by a guy who I think has planted like four churches over the years. Um, and it got, I think, to about 70 when Toppy took it over. And it's like 1800 now. And uh, I don't know if Toppy would have the gift to start from nothing, which I think is, to me, is the most wonderful gift of all. I'm very jealous of people who can do that. I think it's an amazing gift. Um, and then Toppy took it over, and it just grew and grew. And he's got a capacity to keep on growing it. I think that what one needs to see is that we tend to be a bit numbers conscious, too much so, instead of seeing gift conscious. So the ability to start something from nothing is breathtaking. It is, it's breathtaking. And uh, I think for someone to be able to build up a community, say, like a 70 that Toffee took over, is amazing. Um, And to be able to evaluate that and say, you know, do you have any stirring to do that again? To to highly prize the gift rather than say, well, what's wrong with you? You got stuck. Um, To say, hey, you know what you did from nothing here? Can you do it again from nothing? So that we're not saying you're now disqualified. We're saying we need another guy who can do what you did here. And I think, honestly think that the guys who start from nothing are amazing. I wouldn't have a clue how to do it. Uh, and I think it's, it's just stunning that people who do that. So I think we prize the gift and we help people to understand that to uh, go and do that again. I think we do need to recognize that some, like Don had thought, Don had thought, I don't think I'm a big church man. 
uh, as it happens, he, he grew with it and did very well. But I do, I mean, I think Colin's question is perfectly valid that people do seem to have a sort of ceiling um, sometimes and a great skill. And the danger is that you apply small church values and prize small church values in a wrong way in a growing church. And uh, the people will sometimes prize uh, small church values of intimacy, uh, knowledge of everybody, uh, familiarity, and all these things. Are, you know, you can put high value on them uh, when you're maybe in a setting where this place needs to take off. And it needs somebody who's got a different gift who can think bigger, wider. And I think, I think we do need to realize that some people are just not built to make that shift. They don't have the skill to do it. Uh, so I think helping them to value the gift they have, helping them to find the next place so you don't kick them out, you try and lead them on. We're talking about a movement, um, essentially, in the client's question. We're talking about a context where new things do begin to open up, new, new people are needed. I think for ourselves, there's a, now a kind of multi-sphere uh, movement, with, say, even within the UK. It's, I think it's important at this stage not to get too locked in if we're needing some kind of specialist gift that it maybe should, you know, a guy should be poached from another sphere. Um, I think we need to be open to that uh, so that uh, even if it's a guy who can start from nothing, but for instance, down in the southeast, in, in the county of Sussex, for instance, there's very few towns. I can't think of any that don't have a new Frontiers church. We've been there forever. Um, so you almost, someone who's got the needs to probably go out, start somewhere else. And, uh, you know, I, I, I was up in Leeds recently and they're praying about towns up in the north. And you think, hey, yeah, there's loads of space. So I think, I think we need to be able to, and then other times you get a, a fairly large church um, that's got a, a history of some size and the guy's stepping out and you maybe you look around your sphere you think wow have we actually got a guy who can fill those boots and we think well who what have we got in our sphere well we better put him in there um makes me a bit nervous i think maybe we need to look a little wider and say are there other guys in our world not just in our sphere that perhaps could come in and take hold of this work that given another push could become a very powerful voice in this city so I think we need to be more flexible probably rather than shut in the huge benefits from going into, into spheres uh, I'd hate us to get some of the negatives that just make I'm only allowed to look in here now uh, when we might find challenges that could be better met if we could put our arms over there's a hand going up. Are, there, are questions like that allowed? A small question. Yeah. Tell us about small church values. Then. What would you say are the big church values? Yes. Yeah, mm -hmm. I think. I think that it's an awareness of being here for the city. You know, we're here. To, we're here to reach this city, and I think it's an. I think without losing the glory of the church. I think one of the big challenges today is that church, the church gathering becomes an evangelistic event. That's what it is. And that's how it's evaluated. And I don't think it's enough. I think church gathering to the presence of God is a sublime event. 
and I think some people are only evaluating meetings from an evangelistic perspective as that's why we, we meet what do we meet for? to do evangelism so we're here for the outsider and I don't personally think that's why we gather I'm, I'm saying God please bring outsiders let's do everything we can we're here to win the loss but if the church gets to the place where its only its main reason for gathering is evangelistic, that's why we gather mainly to evangelize. I think it's wrong. I don't think we mainly gather to evangelize. I think we mainly gather to worship God, to meet with God, to, to cultivate the flock, to encourage the saints, to be, you know, the down, depressed are encouraged again, the faint-hearted are strengthened again, the sinners are challenged again, within, I mean, sinful Christians. It's all sorts of things happen when the church gathers. And I think if we lose that perspective, because we've got to reach this town, and we're just here for the outsider, the saints will suffer, I think. And I think the glory of God's at stake. It's not just... You know. So, I think but you do in the midst of that. Uh, you want someone who's got a passion for a city. I think passion for the town. Passion for something other than... Because I think the danger is... That an over pastoral emphasis can can become cosy, yeah. so that a kind of there there mentality. Are you okay? And and I think that some very pastorally gifted people can create that kind of culture, uh, and it can it can come through that we're here to pat people on the head, and make sure everyone's okay. Uh, and I think that's why we need team. We need somebody with a kind of prophetic edge in that eldership team who shakes the thing occasionally and. Because I think we can just get a very cosy atmosphere, and they're lost. Well, you know, they're lost. So I think we 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 need to get that right. So we need people with a bigger vision, if that's where that church is going. And I think also we do respect the fact that in any given town, we're not the only answer to that town. And uh, somebody was saying to me over lunch that you know another guy was going for a big building and he wasn't quite sure of it, and, and God said to him, "That's my idea, not his." And I love the answer. So, oh, okay, I'll pray for him. And it's like, you know, we're not the only answer to the city. Um, so we, we thank God for others. So when we say city vision, it's, we must be careful. We don't think we are God's answer. There are others working. So, but I think it's just being broader in your perspective. And I think God's showing us these days too that the saints are being the saints at work every day in terms of their work qualities, their being fathers, mothers, parents, uh, uh, colleagues, they do a good job. They're, and so we want people to have impact in their lifestyle. Um, and being the body of Christ is, doesn't only last for an hour and a half on Sunday morning. Uh, so we're looking to help people be disciples in the city, looking out. And I think more and more, the awareness of God's passion for the poor has got a practical outworking. So I think having a, a vision that gets into other worlds... And again, team, it's very, very important because in your team you'll get some people who are very highly stirred and you need breadth for a church to grow. So sometimes a small team guy, a small church guy isn't always a very big team guy. He's like a dad to the small church. And uh, that, people love that. But I think the more the guy can become a team leader, then you can get broader perspectives. Those are some of the things that come to mind. Well, we hope you enjoyed this episode and found it helpful. And just a reminder that the full notes on everything that Terry said is available at www.thebroadcastnetwork.org slash episode 77. See you next time.